you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. How about these playoffs? Mm. It's been crazy, right? Man, these playoffs is this drug that the this drug that the NFL <laughs> then fell up on this, is unbelievable. If this is what smack feels like, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, smack, right? That's that old school <laughs> barbiturates. <laughs> it was great right, football. Man. Yeah, it was fantastic playoff football. You can, even the divisional round, bro. You oh, can, bro. you you can. Those four games were four games decided by twelve points combined. Oh, my gosh. Here's the best part. None of the guys who shouldn't have been in the playoffs Mm -hmm. were in the playoffs. Yeah. All the guys who were supposed to be. Now, the question is going to be, you know, who who ultimately goes. With the Bucs going down, Mm -hmm. the way the Rams looked. Yeah. The way Kansas City looked like they're back to being Kansas City. You had a surprise team, you know, with, with the Bengals. Surprise! Say, I'm just not sure on the Bengals. Not, yeah. not because even going, I even going forward into next year, I'm not sure on the Bengals of winning and going to the Super Bowl just because um, they they have a strong foundation. Yeah, but they also have some young, inexperienced. That um, when you play in Kansas City, like Buffalo has found out, you can't relax. Mm-hmm. You got to be on your p's and q's every play. Yeah. Right, I think the Rams found that out with the Bucks, but right. they were able to, you know, squeak it out. Kansas City, same mm-hmm. thing. Oh my gosh! Uh, right, the Bengals. They never. There was never a doubt once the Bengals started playing the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans that this was going to be a blowout. That yeah. Tennessee was not going to have their hands full. Yeah. Going back to that. Uh, go- going back to that. Um, Chiefs and Bills game. What's your thoughts on overtime rule? Think it needs to be adjusted. No, I, a lot of I, people, a lot of people say, "Oh, we wish we had the, the college no, version." What's, what's I, your What's your thoughts on on the? Overtime? I like I like the rule is yeah. you know. You, you, now I do like the if the if they would have kicked the field goal, then they would have had opportunity to get another yes. possession. But if you get a walk off home run, yeah, right? leave it there. You leave it there, yeah. and it wasn't like it was a fluke 
play. Yeah. They, move, <laughs> they moved the ball down the field. Like, you saw the momentum leading up to, right. like, uh, they hot right now. That was a whole – it was like a, a bonus football game yes. after two minutes. Yes. So, I, I, I don't – so you would even if you were the if you no. were the Bears, you wouldn't even be upset that you you didn't even get a chance to get another possession. No, because you had a possession. Yeah, you had a possession to stop them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right, you didn't stop them. Man, right, you had a put you had a possession. Just of, need fifteen yards. You had a possession to, to stop them for the get, tying field goal. You had a possession to stop them before Tariq Hill hit that cheetah button. He was like, "Oh, okay, cheetah button, juices, night. literally yes. deuces." So I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think so. Okay, right. I'm excited for the Super Bowl uh, because you got new faces, mm-hmm. new names, mm-hmm. new teams, and some of these teams, vintage-wise, 49ers. You remove when they played, you remove the 49ers and the Rams when they play. You know when they played, but it's old vintage teams. 32 years since Old brands. the Bengals been to the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Or the NFC, a- AFC championship game. You got the 49ers where back in the day it was either the 49ers, the Cowboys, and a little bit of the Giants. Those three teams would pretty much pre- would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then if you got Kansas City Chiefs, because the Kansas City Chiefs travel. Yep. And Cincinnati, if Cincinnati makes a Super Bowl – I'm going to tell you right now. Uh-huh. They may win or may not win, but their fans are going to travel. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So the NFL, because of the shield, or we, the NFL, the shield, gets the advantage of good football. But we didn't know the football was going to be this great. Uh, it was. Yeah. Let me tell it's you. It's playoffs that, to remember. It's a playoffs to remember. It was exciting. Yeah. Nail-biting. You had to respect. I mean, I was texting. I text some people that were on all the teams. Bro, you ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I text some folks with Buffalo. I said, listen, that's a bad mamma jamma. <laughs> right? Yes. Big time. And they got some good pieces. And these 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 four these the, last four teams. The, the future looks bright for the a future lot looks better from the Josh Allen's to the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we we looking at just it's it's crazy Joe seeing Joe Burrow seeing the, the mantle. The only outlier, play. yeah, is 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 really can Jimmy Garoppolo hmm. keep pace for four quarters? Yeah, he 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 did what he needed to do in the end. Yeah, got, but it was, got, got the dub, but, but it was a little shaky in, in the middle. Yeah, every, a little, a little shaky in, in the middle. Right, right, right. And right. and so that that that's the. It's a, it's a because of or in spite of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but you hate to find out the wrong way. Exactly. We got on the podcast, Jonathan Stewart. Man, welcome, welcome to the Cut to It podcast. I kind of like this. Yeah, Cut to It. You've been doing a lot of good stuff, man. I appreciate it. You listen. Yeah. I think a lot of the former teammates listen, and they and they also had an opinion like, "Why he ain't gonna have me on?" Nah, yeah, you liar. I said, I know that I lie. Nah, I, I've been, I've been, I just, <laughs> no, I'm talking about some of the other people. Oh, I, I'm man. gonna have them on. Yeah, I just don't. Man. I just don't want to flood the Panther market. Yeah, because then right? it's easy. Right? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, th- and then I'll be considered a homer. Right. So I, I gotta just. I, Got to switch it Gotta up. Have the flow, man. Yes. You, 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 you're very resourceful. Brother. I try to be. I try to be. Yeah. All right. So this is a segment that we do called "Get Iced Up." Okay. Here we go. 
You ready? You could have at least like uh, gave me. I didn't want to give you any. Because if I give them to you, then you're going to be all. I'll be able to think about it. What's your favorite quotation? Mm. Mm, see? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things to Christ. Strengthens me. Okay, cool. See? Off the top. And if I would have gave him time, he would have probably picked a bigger and better uh, <laughs> scripture that he would have screwed up because he would have tried to memorize it. To, <laughs> yeah. Am I lying? There might be some truth in there. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite genre of music? R&B. Like? 90s R&B. Take six? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Go a little good yeah. Johnny Gill. Little My My My. Mm. Little Joe to see. Okay. You know? I got a nice little playlist, man. It's called mm. 8700 Accord. Really? Ooh. A track, you switch. I mean, cassettes, <laughs> cassettes. You no, switch. So I used to have. No, I had a CD player. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a, a and, anti anti shock. What's that? Anti shock is stop it from skipping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when you know you got money. You don't even have to know about. It. Nah, see, yeah. I had see my headphones had uh, foam on them. Uh huh. You don't know about that. Oh, you was listening to your headphones in your car. I didn't have a car. <laughs> oh, my my brother. Cassette tape. Yeah, there it is. See? See? Cassette. I had a car. I was on that RTD. Yeah. And it was called... I don't even know what the... I, mean, I ain't on it, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, last website you visited? Google Earth for a, resident or a piece of land okay. out there in Chester. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Answer that. <laughs> I am. Mr. Tepper. Hey. Hey, 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 we're recording the podcast, and I'm on here with uh, Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> am I being recorded? Yes. That's what I just told you. You called that a perfect time, Tepper. Well, I, I, I don't have to say I love my brother. <laughs> am I doing a good job over there at, at the stadium? You're recorded now. I think if he's doing a good job, then he's learning. If he's not learning, then he's not doing a good job. I like there that. it is. Yeah. So in other words, we're gonna fire your ass. <laughs> I'm learning, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I promise. All right, I'll call. I'll call you back. All right. Bye bye. She got any hidden talents? <sighs> I can paint. Really? Yeah. I am dumbfounded. By <laughs> like a room or like a painting? No, like I can do paintings. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So like I like oil paints and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So do you you and Natalie go y'all like, like you do wine and painting? We've done some wine and painting. Yeah. yeah. She's good at painting too. Yeah. Before or after the wine? Both. Mm, okay. Then she has it. She has a real skill. Then. Yes. All right. Yes. Because what you do. After the alcohol, yeah. might not be. It might not be. It, you, you it can might be, not be a talent. It may be the alcohol. You, you, what, <laughs> what, what the wine does is make you make your creativity, your what creativity. Yeah, it just makes it either Take, real. Takes or, the governor off, or it makes it like, where's your creativity? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Before, um, after the wine, I'm pretty sure my stick figures would look the same. <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm so, a, I'm drawing stick figures. Man, I, I can't draw to save my life, man. I can't oh. draw to save my life. That's why my life's not on the line for a drawing. Uh -huh. All right. 
Where are you from in a place you call your hometown? Lacey, Washington. All right. Where is that relative? So the to... capital is Olympia. Sure. Yep. Okay. And then, you know, I'm 45 minutes from Seattle, south of I-5. Okay. But I was born. Yes. Um, Madigan Hospital, Fort Lewis, Washington. Okay. Which is right outside of Lakewood, which is about 30 minutes outside of Tacoma. Okay. All right. How did your upbringing impact you as a as an adult mm-hmm. now? You know, I would say my upbringing, you know, simple, right? Simple things. And I think, you know, taking a guy like me from Lacey, Washington. Um, How is Lacey, Washington? Is it rural? Is it uh, a city-like? What is it? It's the capital. It's right outside of the capital of Washington. Mm-hmm. So, what you do have is a lot of meth heads. You got a bunch of people that are just just druggies, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, really? it rains a lot in Washington. It's so very jury. Yeah, very. Like a, I think depression rate, you know, in Washington crazy. is crazy. Yeah. Um, just always getting pissed on. It just missed. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. but um, but called for a simple way of living in a sense of where I, you know, how I was raised and, you know, not really expecting much from people. Um, mm-hmm. And just taking, you know, taking it upon myself, you know, a single mom and just me and my brother, I mean, we had to figure out, you know, what we want to eat, you mm-hmm. know, during the day. You got to figure out what, you So know, what's your what's your version of poor? Because everybody's version of poor is, is different. Right. right. Uh, government cheese, right? Yeah. And so now that I, you know, get drafted and, you know, you have money and, you know, it'd be one thing if I didn't come from a simple mindset, you know, of living, you know, because I would probably be into a lot of other things, you know, mm-hmm. or wanting a lot of other things. And I think, you know, the the simple mindset blessed me, you know, to to not need for much or want for much. And I, I carry that over into parenting. You know, you know, if you want something, you got to work for it. What drove you to stay away from those meth heads and those drug acts? Grace of God could have been one choice. Yep. Right. The easy answer to that is just the grace of God and, and, and people that I was able to connect with that were doing things the right way. Um, you know, teachers. Um, and, and finding the confidence in myself through grace to where I wouldn't need to feel like I need to, you know, validation from my peers. And so learning that at a young age was crucial for me and believing that was crucial for me. You know, my mom instilling that, making us go to church, um, you know, I credit that, you know, you know, as far as the why I didn't choose to go left. I credit a lot to the people that I was blessed to have in my life that helped guide and mold who I am. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, and I think if any person, I mean, Smitty has those people in his life that has helped mold and shape him into the man that he is now. And if you feel like at any point in your life that you don't need anyone, that's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place. But you also, 
I'll call it smarts for lack of a better term to, to listen to those individuals. Right. Cause again, you know, uncle so-and-so, oh man, he don't know any better, but right. I mean, you having that instilled in you to like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to follow him. Right. I'm going to see what he says to kind of help mold you and push you down that path. Right. And it takes, you know, humility to apply. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to sit there and listen to somebody dead in the face telling you what, how to make a million dollars, but you got to apply it mm-hmm. and you got to actually have the tools to take what you hear and yeah. do the things that are necessary and sacrifice the things mm-hmm. that are necessary to get you to that point. I love cut to it and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At cut to it. Facebook? Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Take us down that road of football because a lot of people don't know you've been the 13th overall pick by the Carolina Panthers. Drafted and injured, had surgery prior to the draft. Now, the Panthers had some insight because the guy that did your foot, world-renowned Bob Anderson, who does most guys' feet, Mm -hmm. they knew the recovery time, or they thought they knew the recovery time. Right. But yet, just like anything else, that surgery for some people takes X amount of time. For you particularly, how long did it take you after your surgery for you to feel right, comfortable enough to become the player you ended up becoming? Because people don't know, drafted in April, when did you have your surgery? March. March, right before the draft, you didn't become Jonathan Stewart until when? I mean, I didn't have no time. I had from March till the third preseason game of my rookie year. March, so April, well, actually April, May, June, July, August. They put you in September, October, so probably about December when you were, and now the weather's changed, where Mm -hmm. you were expected to start impacting your team as a top, 15 pick. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel getting in the game? 
March of 2008, I was having surgery before my birthday, my 21st birthday. And I was in Eugene, Oregon, and I was hearing ESPN telling folks that I was a drifter and I have a foot injury and I shouldn't be a top pick and all these things. And I've already committed to go to the draft early as a junior. And so you're hearing all these things for the first time about what you're not Mm. when you've been told what you are, what you are. Which you know, could for be. the what you could be for the recent time up until you got injured, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, it was tough. You know, mentally not really sure what to expect, where I'm going to land, and all that. And, you know, I went to pro day, and when I was at the pro day, um, yeah, you had pro day not being that able pro day, yeah, yeah. Pro you had pro day knowing you cannot perform because right. of your foot. But I had com- I had the combine, and then pro day, but I didn't have anyone talk to me at pro day. Or anything like that, but I did have my combine, which Doug Williams, he was there. He in was the hall. With, was he with the Redskins or Tampa Bay at the time? I think he Tampa was with Tampa. Bay. He was with Tampa Bay at that time. And so I saw him in passing in the hallway, and he had recognized me. And it kind of threw me off. I was like, "Dang, that's the Doug Williams." That's Doug Williams. I get that. <laughs> too. I'm like, Doug yeah, knows like, me. man. He, he knows who I am. But it's more of I know Doug. Yeah. But he hit me. He he put me to the side. And he had must have heard about my situation from the training and all that stuff being there that I wasn't going to run because I had my toe yep. injury. And what, he's, you had, what was the toe injury? So I had turf toe. Yes. Why and is so, turf toe such a big issue? Because you have to, as a running back, you have to be able to balance on one foot. You got to be able to make cuts. On so, the you, so your big toe was just hurting? No, big toe ain't working. It's swollen, it's jammed up. Ligaments torn, mm. all kind of stuff, right? Bones, so tough kind of placement. Turf toe is not like oh, I, I hit my foot on a coffee table. No, nah. uh, trying to trying to you know get the remote. Right, turf toe is pretty much taking your thumb, yes, and just having someone just smash it <laughs> a bunch of times, I guess. And so and and, and so now <laughs> where your knuckle is and where you, you know all of that, everything in between your knuckle. And your fingernail mm-hmm. is pretty much Swiss cheese. Right. Ooh. And swole. Buff. Yeah, without your big toe, man, like, listen, your calves, your hamstrings, your your lower back, that right, that big toe is activating it, all that. It, te- <laughs> it, it, it That's crazy. It makes you lopsided. Right. Everything mm-hmm. gets compensate, right? And then you compensate, yeah, and then yeah. that all, and then you compensate because now your left side has all of the work, and it's now doing the work of the left side and doing the work of the right side. So it compensates, and now the left side gets overworked, and it potentially start causes a strain. So now you got a muscle strain on your left side, you got a non-firing right side. Man, you you up you up a creek without a paddle, right? Which is what which is eventually what I started you know experiencing overcompensating for my toe. Um, but going back, combine Doug Williams passing in the hallway. He said, "Listen, if you fast, you gonna run fast, no matter what. Go out there and run. I don't care." I said, "All right." So <laughs> I called my agent. I said, look, I, I called, I, I saw Doug Williams. He said, 
go out there and run. <laughs> so Doug trumped the agent. <laughs> well, my agent was like, well, if you feel comfortable, yeah, run. I'm like, all right. So I went out there and ran. What'd you run? I, I did the vertical jump. What'd you run? I ran a four four six. Mm. So on a on a jam on a turf toe yeah. turf toe. I was running on the side of my foot, and then I did the vertical wow. jump, and I, th- I think it was like thirty seven and a half. Jammed foot. on a turf toe. Yep. And so what what I realized though is Doug was really telling me, if you were dog, you were dog. <laughs> Go out there and eat. Like no. this is your opportunity. And so I think that helped me in the long run. Absolutely. For people fell just, in love with him. For me to go through what go through injury and to show what I have. I'm a firm believer in whatever you're going through, God's prepping you. Right. And so like I'm hurt. I've been hurt. I've gotten through it. I've been healed. And all those things. So I'm not gonna spend time, you know focusing on what people are telling me that I'm not. Hmm. I'm going to take that, you know, that advice that I got from Doug Williams and prove to people what I am. Even though I am hurt, I'm still a dog. So just let me get healthy, right? And so that was my mindset during the combine. Pro day comes around at Oregon. I'm not even in the vicinity. I'm not even asked to come there. It felt weird. Like, like I was just almost kind of like forgotten, right? And then the Panthers take me off site to a hotel and I have a meeting with the scout, scouting department. I didn't think nothing of it. Don Gregory. Besides one team that I didn't even meet at the combine, well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, took me to the side and yeah, whatever. Like they checked on my my you know if I was re- rehabbing and all that kind of stuff. Um, draft comes around, sure enough, Carolina Panthers called me, and I'm drafted. Go to OTAs. I didn't even go to like a ceremony or jersey hanging or anything like that. But because of my upbringing and the simple mindset that I had, my expectations were here. Okay from receiving anything. But I knew I had to work for whenever my time was come, whenever I was able to get on the field, I had to be ready. And so OTAs, I show up. Now I remember John Beeson, he was coming off of a surgery and all those types of things. Like he had like a, a shoulder surgery or something. And you know, and because and obviously I looked up, you know, players on the team and who was who, and I Hold just rem- you looked up guys. Yeah, dang, I was a dummy. I never looked up nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I just learned something. <laughs> but it was my. But I was excited. I knew I was coming to play football with Steve Smith, Julius Peppers. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, okay, this was up. And so, John, but seeing John in his situation, it kind of like took a little bit of pressure off me knowing that here's a guy that was drafted first round that's hurt. Mm. He's rehabbing. This is how this thing goes. This is their off season. I have a little bit of time. I don't, I'm not immediately needed. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, so I go back to college after OTAs, finish up what I got to do there. Well, you had to rehabbing. as well. Cause in the league, yeah. you're not, 
allowed to participate with the team yeah. out of college if your school is in the quarter system. It's still in, in session. Yeah. So I had the same thing. And so go back and then I'm rehabbing, um, working out. I get back to train and then it's June. Rookies had to report early, so I reported, stayed in the holiday inn and all that stuff or whatever, training camp. And then I was finally ready to practice. And so defense was licking their chops. <laughs> Thomas Davis. I remember getting hit in the backfield immediately. I thought that it was a A-gap blitz from TD. He came off the edge. So that's how quick I got hit. I mm. thought it was from the middle. He came off the edge. And so I was like, okay, this football thing is really <laughs> fast in the NFL. And they can hit. And I'm pissed off right now. And the very next play, D'Angelo was supposed to come in and skip. I looked at Skip. I was like mad. And he said, yeah, stay in there. And the very next play, I, I just went crazy and started stiff farming people. And just that's kind of how that went. Wow. And then so throughout training camp, you know, like watching how things were going and all that stuff with, you know, the team, I started getting acclimated to the team. You know, and then preseason's going by, missed the first preseason game, missed the, sec the, the second preseason game. The third preseason game, I think we played Philly. In Philly, I got in there on the very last drive. I got a carry. I got like a draw. And it was just like in practice with TD. <laughs> I got hit immediately. And then Skip took me out. He said, no, nope, get out. And I say that because it takes the right people, mm -hmm. right? And you I call be, I'll, You got to be coachable too. Yeah. yeah. And I call that like a grace moment for myself by having a coach that understood the situation. I'm in there with the third string line. The following game, we played the Washington, the Washington Redskins. The, the, Washington, the Washington football, football team. team. Oh, well, back then it was a <laughs> it was the Redskins. That's when things started to get real for me, right? Okay. And slowing down a little bit. Like, I remember, like, pregame, I remember seeing Sean Springs. He was still playing. I'm like, man, he's still playing. He's so old. Like, yeah. you know, Jason Taylor, yeah. DN. Um, he was still it back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he admitted it. You got to yeah. see his uh, football life. He admitted it. So I'm not, I'm not talking. He, when he was with Washington, he said he was still it. Yeah. So, but, um, and so then I had a, I had a outside, you know, zone play drawn up, followed Brad Hoover. Hoover? And took it down the sideline, mm -hmm. scored, and it felt easy. And mm -hmm. I, not easy like, like cloud, you know, like, like it whatever. Was, but yeah. it, it felt just like it felt like what, you, like felt like what you knew. It felt like what I knew. It yeah. felt like I was in a zone. It felt like I belonged where I was. No questions and anymore. And Smitty was the first person in the end zone. Picked me up. I'm like, wow, this man is strong. <laughs> <laughs> right, but obese on the, on the charts. He was, he was obese on the charts. Did you regret it when you been like, I'm, so, I'm committed. Right, yeah. I'm in this thing now. <laughs> I'm committed. Jump, jump for me. <laughs> but it was just like one of those moments where I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Right. And then, but 
it still didn't really con- like I still I'm, didn't I'm gonna stop really you connect. What do you mean you belong? How does a guy who's drafted 13th overall yeah, first round pick first round pick all out at war? You got according to our listeners, you got you're getting paid a king's ransom to play a child's game. And you're telling me after scoring a touchdown, it took a touchdown, not being drafted, not flying to New York, not getting fitted for a suit, not getting put on first class from Washington all the way to Charlotte, not being picked up, not getting your locker, not signing your Nike contract, not getting pick your jersey, not them fitting your helmet in your head, not for you eating in the cafeteria and, and uh, Julius Peppers walks past you. Not any of that made you feel like you belong. Until you hit a touchdown? Right. How? I mean, my expectations, right? You know, my expectations weren't settling for getting the helmet mm. or getting a jersey. You know, I remember you firsthand. Your jersey going to be replaced unless you do something great. Mm. Right? So, my expectations was I want to prove to myself that I belong here. Because I just came from a road of recovery and a lot of, you know, side questions mm-hmm. as far as, is he going to be okay? Is he going to be ready? Mm-hmm. And all these things. And now I had an opportunity where I was successful mm-hmm. in the beginning stages of me feeling like I belong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then everything else added to it, like, I mean, that was the beginning stage. Mm-hmm. I would say Monday Night Football, my rookie year, was the who moment play, who we, we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. home game. And that was the moment where it clicked for me. Oh. Yeah, that's when when me and when me and D'Angelo went ham. No, no, no. That was uh I that was I left. My grandpa had passed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That was right after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. So, and that's a, that's just amazing, right? Like the 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 realness of what actually transpires behind the lens, right? Yeah. Of what people go through, like we out here performing and doing all these things and living our dream, and, and real life, and happening. real life is happening. How do you keep football the focus then? My injuries is what kept me focused. Because if it, was, if it wasn't for me not feeling great in the mornings or feeling great for practice or feeling great in the morning of the game, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had that focus to maintain and to get to the point to where I can actually perform. Yeah. And so me being injured required me to focus on my injury. What does this mean that I can't move my ankle the way I used to, <laughs> you know, what do I need to do, yeah. right? And not getting the answers right up front and having to search and having to wait and having to, to figure it out. And be played mind games by the staff at times. Right. Because that's just how football that's is. That's how it works. Like, it, it, it pretty much stimulated me to just say, okay, I have this thing that I've been blessed with. How can how am I supposed to be the steward of this, mm. right? Mm. And, and and so you look at my rookie year, you know I went through what I went through, bounce back, whatever, get on the playing field, 
start zone, start getting in the zone, get an ankle injury. Oh, man, how am I supposed to recover from this? Whatever. So it's just a continuous, you know, time of just being stimulated by injury, knowing that I have to be on the field. So my mind was, I want to go and play music. I want to go home and just veg out and play video games. I want to go and hang out and enjoy the fruits of, you know, the the labor that I've been, you know, having. Yeah. Right. I think year three, it all clicked in the sense of mind, body, spirit. Okay. Right. It's three things. Everybody talks about it. But for me, like if my body wasn't where it needed to be, that means spiritually and mentally, I needed to be on my A game. Because if my spiritual sense wasn't right, I ain't got no... Everything's I'm, up a, I'm up a creek without a pop. Yeah. Right? Mentally, I got to be where, wherever I am mentally. If I'm not there spiritually, my mentals are going to be so, on a whole different path. So how did you get there then? You have to put in the work. Just like you train your body, you work out. Just like you want to be the best football player, you go out there and catch balls and you run and you do your agility cuts and all that, right? Mentally, right? You have to stay sharp. So how do, what do you what do you do? What are you doing to to stay sharp to so, where you're so not feeling you, the pressures what did you do to of stay not sharp? knowing? What did you do? You study. You study, study what? So, so whenever you study your opponents, you go through your when I'm not practicing, right? When I'm not not, not able taking a dig to, at you, but that was a lot. No, but <laughs> but whenever whenever you're not doing what you are what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, you gotta mentally grasp that, right? So you gotta envision yourself doing that thing. So playing football, I'm not playing football. I need to visualize that and stay on the game plans and stay in the classroom and actually take notes like I'm taking notes for the first time about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We played them the first time, but I'm, I know exactly who's who, but I still got to take notes and put things down and jot them down so did, as, if this, as, if, as if it's the first time me seeing it and experiencing it. So that way I stay fresh and still I stay sharp. Because part of the mental thing is, oh, I ain't got it no more. I probably ain't going to be able to have it when I'm back. Or am I going to be ready? You know, the, being uncertain because you haven't been on the football field for a couple of weeks now. So are you telling me as you are processing getting ready on the field, you're also honing in and learning how you learn. Right. How you can consume information and hold it and it be part of making you good at your craft. Right. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Good do it. Hey Gerard, where did you get that t shirt? You mean this thing? Oh yes. <laughs> I got it from cuttoitpodcast.com where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a t-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. 
Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm going to go across the table and go to the, to the vet when he came on board. What was your thoughts and theory when he stepped on the field and he started coming in? What did you guys think about him? I, well, he researched who he was playing with. And I would see the film of the new guys they brought in that were offensive guys. So I knew he can play. I didn't know to this depth what he was going through because I never asked. I just, we just became friends. Mm -hmm. And so while we sat on the side or we were watching defense be serviced by a scout team offense, we would talk. And he would ask me little questions that let me know, one, that he was safe. He wasn't a snitch, right? <laughs> did you know that? I mean, I, I knew I wasn't a snitch. I knew that, but <laughs> did you know he was feeling you out, kind of seeing where, no, I, where I you think, set up at? I, you, think, I think anyone that talks to Smitty knows that Smitty's educated about who he's messing with. There's always a purpose. You're right. Never and forget so that. I think that's – I mean – I think from day one, I knew exactly who Smitty was. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And to me, it was it was safe knowing that we had a guy like Smitty on my team because it was like, well, if there's blood in the water, we don't want it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Get it out. <laughs> this it was, yeah. was really the mentality that I kind of felt from him. And that's something that can be carried over not just on football, but life, right? Your friendships, your family, like protect your interest. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your finances. Like if there's blood in the water, it's got to go. I was, wasn't on team. I, I was torn Achilles, but I worked the game. You got the Carolina Panthers play Denver Broncos uh, 15, 2015. 15 to 15. But you go back before I was released that year leading up into it. Nobody, I said, I've never talked about this. We had a players only meeting. After practice, that's when Dave Gettleman was there. We had Drake Florence. Mm -hmm. That's when we started O and three or O and oh, two. Yeah, O and three. O and three. <clears throat> this is, yeah, this was that last year, and I had we were already on three. They were already talking about problems. Jonathan, uh, uh, John Beeson got traded. Mm -hmm. Gettleman was already starting to ruffle feathers, right? I told the coaches, go out. Had a players-only meeting on practice. And did I not call it? I pointed out to every veteran and asked those veterans in front of other veterans, you plan on being here next year, Jordan? What did Jordan say? I don't know. Drake Florence, you planning on being here? Nah, not really. Hey, you think you're going to be here? Nah, not really. And I said, I know damn well I ain't going to be here next year. Did I not? Mm-hmm. 
I said, so we got two choices. You know, I like giving choices. <laughs> we got two choices. We can go ahead and keep doing what we're doing, or we can start taking ownership of this fucking team and start winning because they're going to get credit. But we got to do it. And so from that moment on, and we end up having a pretty good season. That's when we lost to uh, Seattle. To Seattle. In Seattle. Now, what people didn't know is, you know, at that time, that's, you know, on my on uh, my truth, that's when the whole trade stuff that my agent worked out. Mm-hmm. When I decided at that time, was I going to stay or go? And I was like, all right, if I'm I'm gonna stay, I gotta just stay and I gotta work it out. We got we gotta get it going. There's so many things that happen in a football season that is such a check of reality for players. And what you see now in the NFL with a lot of these teams that are successful or middle of the road, the teams that are in the middle of the road. Around this time, they're in the fork in the road. And they either figure it out, ascend, or it's a damn tumbleweed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get better. It actually gets worse. worse. Mm-hmm. Hence, the Carolina Panthers right now. They are in a fork in the road. And it doesn't seem like they can get out, out from under themselves. So then what would you say is your greatest accomplishment as a Panther? Greatest accomplishment. Joseph. Don't look at me. I wasn't there. <laughs> help me. I wasn't there. Please. Your greatest What is your greatest accomplishment as a Carolina Panther? No, I'm joking. Um, I mean, obviously for me, the the Super Bowl, right? We didn't win, and I spent a year just being bitter about it. Wow, you did? But at the end of the day, like, I got something out of it. I scored our only touchdown on a broke foot. And that means a lot to me, you know, because, you know, adversity overcame adversity to get to a stage that men dream of, you know what I'm saying? And getting a chance to play in the Super Bowl, you know, I I would never look back at that again and and just have a bitter taste in my mouth. Ain't nothing I can do about it, right? Played in it, lost, scored a touchdown. Hey, scored a touchdown. Thanks. Um. So I think that to me, as far as my football career, that that would be the highlight. It's dope, man. Yeah. So that game, that moment, even in a loss, out of all the records you have for the Panthers, all-time leading rusher, meant more to you than those numbers that are in a book somewhere. Yeah, you know, one of the things I learned about myself being retired is, you know, I hear, you know. You know, especially every year, the Hall of Fame speeches and all that stuff. And, like, listening to the guys talk, like, they were, like, the ultimate competitor. You know, they ticked a little bit different. That got them, you know, whatever it was. Like, and, and you hear all these stories, and I'm like, man, like, I played football and I played it well. But, like, competing wasn't my ultimate drive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a piece of it. But what I what I did learn was is that I am a convicted competitor. What do you mean by that? So, if you convince me that if you do A, B, C, and D, and you will get E, 
and I believe in that E, I'm going to do everything that I can possible to get to that E, and I'm going to help you. So that's what I mean by being a convicted competitor. I'm convinced. I believe in the end goal. I believe in the team that I have, that I'm on, that's a part of my circle, like whatever it is. I believe in my family. Like I believe in my friendships. Like, and that to me is who I am to the core. Like my loyalty is to that, to that thing. And, you know, Coach Skip always tell us just to keep us in check, you know, only loyalty in this game is the paycheck. That's it. Right. And that was always to remind us that this is a business and that you can be out of here tomorrow. And so to me, you know, that's what, what that's what my core was, is I am convinced that me going out there, running my head into another helmet is going to help us get to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to do. So if Skip would have told me that in my mind, in my heart, I would have disagreed. Mm-hmm. And also said for me to get another check from another team, all I got to do is just do my job, do my work at his, at the core of who I believe I could be, which is one of the best. Mm-hmm. So when they get tired of me, I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm just actually waiting to see who do I get to choose from. Right. From calling. Mm-hmm. I went to work not feared of getting cut. Underwork was, do me a favor. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you cut, cut me and watch what I do. <laughs> That's what his mindset was every day, bro. He'd be right. like, hey, going to work. I'm here. You want me here? <laughs> It's a serious question. Like that's how's that but, serious? But there's a lot. There's a lot. Like he said, the crazy. You know, hearing what you said, I think younger me, I would have took offense. You mean convince you? Fuck, you need to be convinced for what you sign up for this for. We got to convince your ass to show up. Right. Right. This is old me. This would I would, and I would look what. So you telling me I'm going across middle about to get knocked out for the better cause and. And me getting knocked out is convincing you to go hard too, <laughs> right? And just having that degree of separation between the drive of all those people, and that's where and that's where it goes full back to full circle back to. That's why everybody aren't friends. That's why is mm. everybody on the team is a friend mm. because of their different perspectives of how they see this game, in which we all have said we need. Because that's, you know, we, we all, to some degree, some of us, higher drives and lower drives are different agendas. Say, so, man, I need ball. I want to go to the league. But to be convinced, you know. It's not really a convincing no, of No, like, but I, I'm just going in my right. mind hearing that and knowing and knowing you as a friend, it also make it connects some dots. But like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. But you need to convince it because you hit so much adversity day one, mm-hmm. right? To start in this process. Right. But so did I. So did the next person. I mean, I heading into my senior year, 
I had a C4 burst fracture. I broke, I uh, almost completely broke my C4 vertebrae in my neck. Mm-hmm. Right. So we all have, or yeah, the guy yeah. that, 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 you know, who is it? Uh, Jalen Smith that, you know, with the, with the, with, with, he used to play with the Cowboys that who was a dominant mm-hmm. linebacker in Notre Dame who had drop foot, right? Mm-hmm. Nerve damage. Yeah. You know, to to what he experienced and to be willing to go out on a limb and also say, hey, I may fail. That brother wasn't convinced. That boy was dedicated. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I would say, and I and I would say like my convinced the, the convicted competitor sense is it's not like, oh, today you gotta convince me. It's like a it sounds it, like it's an internal conviction. It's an yeah. internal yeah. from day one football. Hmm. I believe in that. Yeah, it, I, I believe. Well, you got faith. You got I, faith in that. I believe yeah. in in being a better teammate for my teammates. Yeah. So that way they can be the best they can be. I believe in playing physical and and putting put my foot down and running somebody over because mm-hmm. I know that's going to excite the defense. I know that's going to excite the people blocking for me. I talk know that's going to give a let, whole different type of energy. Let's talk about excitement. I, I'll give you friendship wise. I give you. Full transparency. You're talking about running through people, exciting your teammates. What were some of the unique things that I did as a football player, you being a teammate, playing offense? or Because I know there's some story. I heard you were with, with Nate, and y'all were talk, telling some stories about guys I went against um, and the way I treated them mm-hmm. for no reason. So, because people are like, oh, Steve was a, um, Steve was tough or he was intense. Man, that's a nice word. Right. I was an asshole sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Smitty, Smitty was. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you. Listen. Smitty was, uh, he was a, a shark in the water at the end of the day, right? Blood in the water. Goes back to that. If there's blood in the water, you're gonna find it, and you're gonna get rid of it on the field. He senses blood. Oh, that's the guy. Him. He's weak. He says all these things, but he's he's has no chance. What was that Minnesota? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, I was gonna say give, 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 the, give the actual because it, it's very rare does he give yeah, the green some, light to oh, give no, him the story. Oh no, there's a couple. Of hey, yeah, there's give, some stories. Give, the Patriots. That, no, there's some stories because he gets mad. The individual you're talking about, he has a pocket. He gets mad and starts, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna stay out of that because I'm 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 grown up, Steve. Yeah. Grown up, Steve ain't. I'm chilling. How about right. that? But <laughs> I would say, man, Steve would line up and really. I don't think he. I don't even think he really intentionally did this. Like in his mind, said before the game, "I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna embarrass this guy." Steve turned into Stefan, <laughs> for better words. When when the when the ball snapped, like what, elaborate. What do you mean? I just mean it. It turned into Tasmanian Devil. Running a a, a a receiver's route, catching a receipt, catching a ball, and then 
turning into an MMA fight on whoever is you playing against. And then you add in the post games uh-huh. as far as what's being said. It's like almost watching WCW <laughs> as far as what's coming out of this man's mouth. Diamond Dallas Page over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, like, what did you tell number, whatever his number was? Oh, I was telling him the rules to the game. Oh, well, what what are the rules to the game? Eight, nine. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love your medium person. <laughs> Eight nine. So well, what's I, I heard eight, this, eight nine? What's that mean? I heard this story that they said they said I was I was beating, I was killing some DB that you went to school with or you knew, and they were and I was just I was just on one in the huddle like this mother blah blah blah, and they said they went and asked the DB like on one of the plays like bro what did you say to Smitty? The DB was like. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> he just went off on me. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, hey, bro, you should have not played. Yeah, you know. You're going to get your that feelings That was the only hurt. recourse. But, like, legit, like, he, I don't think he, he, Smitty wakes up, has his Bible. We go to church. Church. Remember? I used to drive. And so I, we go to, uh, we was going at Elevation. We would go to the downtown campus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And get, you know, get, get, get my get Lord fed. in before, uh. Right before, before the Molly whopping, <laughs> but just, but it would be yeah. worse if he didn't go to church. <laughs> be worse, it'd be off the rip. So if, like, he got, if he ain't got the word in him, yeah, it's even, buddy, it's even worse. Yeah, worse, boy. Oh, okay, the word of God saved a lot of these DBs out there. I want to let y'all know, a lot Bless of prayer Bless has blessed y'all. Y'all careers didn't end as abrupt. As it could have, because this man knows the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think like that. But we fed off that, yeah, because we knew that we was gonna get that, and we knew that it was authentic, and we knew that he wasn't even planning on any of it. Mm-hmm. But he is still his in his preparation and his mindset. We knew. And saw that we can expect that out of him. Yeah. But I don't even think that sometimes after games, I think he sits back and says, Wow. Oh, yeah. There were times where I I I knew in question, how long can I keep this up? Right. Right. Nothing or the fear of letting down my teammates. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you need that play. And I know this play is coming to me, but what kind of defense are they going to play? Mm-hmm. Be able to process that. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It, it 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 formulates performance anxiety like times 50. Mm-hmm. Well, as his teammate, I'm sure you always knew you were going to get 100 out of him. No, right. no matter what. Every mm-hmm. play, every down, whether it was blocking, catching – he was especially blocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we're, there's a couple of videos that we've ran back. You know, we're not going to name anybody, but right. Yeah. Von Miller. Yeah. I, I, I didn't name anybody. Listen, Von. That's Ooh. the one that comes to mind. Von, Von Miller became Von Miller probably after that hit. Von was a great dude. <laughs> dude it, it, but no, I say Von is a good dude mm-hmm. and a good dude in which you know that play just you 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 try. I, Watching my guys back, it was yeah. it was it was uh, you just it was, was all there. curls, yeah. and he was in the flat, 
and um, they ran a zone. And I was also going against Champ. Didn't have a chance. <laughs> so I ran that curl, and Champ ran that curl with me. And then Camp throws a check down. And so I can't, you know, I got to contribute. Yeah. I'm still expected to just, do my part. And if you just got to crack back, it don't yeah. matter who it is. Now, that'd be a fine now and yeah, a penalty. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say. It'd like, be a fine and a penalty. Yeah, you would have got that FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. You could have yeah. Whatever they're doing nowadays. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're sending them out FedEx now. No, they always send them FedEx. Wow. Yeah. So you think you got some postage sneakers? Pay? I'm thinking I hit on StockX and it's a fine. It's postage pay. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, by the time you know, yeah, they, you know they coming. That yeah. fe- you get that FedEx on that chair. On that chair. Oh, they leave it right. In- <laughs> yeah. Oh, he got that it's FedEx. Got that FedEx. <laughs> so. Well, man, it's been awesome. Yeah, man. Man, no, man, it's, it's been yeah, good to chit chat, man. Yeah. And, um, man, we just really appreciate your time. Man. I appreciate our friendship. Yeah, man. Um, always love right. you, dog. Love you too, man. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson, and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator, Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.